0: So today we're going to continue the discussion of Law of One, Session 66. This was uh, received um, August 12, 1981. Uh, Again, there are 35 exchanges. We went through the first 12 or so. Uh, And we're going to pick up and start today at 66.13, something called Philippine Psychic Surgery, uh, which is still happening in the Mm -hmm. Philippines so we're gonna there is a discussion we'll start with the discussion of psychic surgery in the philippines but i just want to very 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 briefly just pull together raw's comments of 66 8 through 66 uh, 11 12 talking about healing a couple of pith comments from raw to be to keep in mind raw says 66 8 only insofar as the healer has become balanced may it be a channel for the balancing of another self healing is first practiced upon the self if we may say this in another way so the key f- uh, for the healers training the key to the healers training and preparation is their own balancing balancing of course means clearance of lower chakra, lower triad, blockage, one, two, three, which is basically bringing love and wisdom uh, in a balanced way to uh, the discovery and processing of psychological conflict, self-esteem issues particularly, uh, and um our biases uh that that go into a relationship that we bring into a relationship that may become a source of conflict uh and um you know long standing um distress in the mind self blame blame of other whatever you know patterns of attachment of um uh self pity or frustration resentment all sorts of things Uh, And that self-balancing of the healer allows the healer to be a channel. So the healer, a crystallized healer, is a channel. And Ra said the crystallized healer has no will, meaning there's simply a purified channel or crystal for um, reception transmission of intelligent energy to be available for helping another. And that would lead... um, to maximal e- efficiency effectiveness or capacity for doing healing but healing is done by the self and so the healer doesn't heal and so Ra explains further down in 66 9 saying the role of the healer is to offer an opportunity for realignment or aid in realignment of either energy centers chakras or some connection between energies or we can say energy bodies associated with chakras of mind and body spirit and mind and spirit and body so again the seven rays chakras energy bodies energy fields seven chakras seven rays energy fields of the seven dimensional self or vehicle of the self uh, can be divided into body my spirit in any way you like there are many ways of, of cutting it you can say body is first chakra and mind is two three four five uh, and six or two, three, four, five, and spirit chakras are six, seven. You can say that uh, body-related or physical, material world-related is first, second, third, and and mind is four, five, and spirit is six, seven. But in any case, uh, the healer offers an opportunity in the same way as a doctor offers medicine, or the sun offers sunlight. <laughs> if you wish to be uh, if you wish solar therapy or to be um to to gain the the health benefits of 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 sunlight you know the sun uh you simply have to get into the sun and uh take off some clothing so that it can touch the skin uh, the sun offers an opportunity for those to benefit by sunlight the healer offers an opportunity for, uh, for self-healing of the one who uh, makes use of the intelligent energy sent by or transmitted by the healer. And that self-healing of the one who can benefit from the healer is uh, ultimately chakra chakra purification, or improved chakra relations, or integration of the seven rays. It's working on mind-body-spirit. What else is working on the seven chakras? That's all. That's all it could be. <laughs> all spiritual path is seven chakra, mind-body-spirit development. There's nothing else. You can talk about it in different ways, but uh, we all have seven rays, like the seven rainbow colors in the sky, and can be understood as body-mind-spirit. And um, the path is, the, the spiritual path, multi-incarnation, multi-dimensional, is the development of the seven rays. And um, that's a very clean way of looking at it. Now, for the seeker, 66.9, Ra explained, the seeker, meaning the one who seeks healing, will then have the reciprocal opportunity, meaning the opportunity to receive, to the opportunity to accept a novel view of the self, meaning view in mind, a changed um, self-esteem, changed self-image change self-understanding a novel view of self a variant arrangement of patterns of energy influx meaning the seven chakra conditions are um, adjusted or improved then if that entity the seeker the one who wishes healing if they at any if they desire to remain in the configuration of distortion which seems to need healing it will do so Meanwhile, if, on the other hand, that person who seeks healing chooses a novel configuration, it's done by their own free will. Not um, the free will of the healer, but the free will of the seeker of healing. And, of course, in any case that a person seeks healing consciously and doesn't get the full healing, like Carla's condition, and many, many people, and, and all of us in some way, actually, all of us, I imagine, have some kind of you know sub perfect <laughs> uh, imperfect or sub ideal uh, body condition whether it's you know skin coloration or um, functioning of uh, you know the the blood circulation or uh, posture or whatever uh, and and they don't necessarily heal we don't necessarily heal them but in any case, it's because at some level of the being, there isn't, a, there, there's drag, there's resistance. The person at some level of deep mind is ambivalent if they want to, total healing. And so, 6610, Ross says, the healer does not heal. The crystallized healer, which is the ideal healer, and most people are not, the crystallized healer is a channel for intelligent energy, which offers an opportunity to an entity that it might heal itself. And so, that's very deep. And finally, Raw said at 66.12, perhaps the greatest healer is within the self, meaning higher self, and may be tapped with continued meditation. And, um, you know, love is the greatest protection, and the greatest healer is is Atman, is the true self, is is the true self, <laughs> is our true nature. It's not within the self exactly but the true self or our true nature our true beingness which is you know the level of higher self sixth density or associated with sixth chakra um is the greatest healer and this is important to know so the new material 6613 don asks i have observed many activities known as psychic surgery in the area of the philippine islands it was my assumption that these healers are providing what I would call a training aid or a way of creating a reconfiguration of the mind of the patient to be healed as the relatively naive patient observes the action of the healer in seeing the materialized blood, etc., then reconfigures the, mind, the roots of mind to believe, you might say, the healing is done, like uh, placebo, and therefore heals himself. Is this analysis that I made correct? Ross said, this is correct. Uh, we may speak slightly further upon this type of opportunity. So there are a couple of long paragraphs here, and I'll read them through and then comment. Ross says, There are times when the mal condition to be altered is without emotional, mental, or spiritual interest to the entity, and is merely that which has, perhaps by chance, genetic arrangement, occurred. In these cases, that which is apparently dematerialized will remain dematerialized and may be observed as so by any observer meaning may be observed as dematerialized by an observer the mal condition which has an emotional mental or spiritual charge is likely not to remain dematerialized in the sense of the showing of the objective referent to an observer however if the opportunity has been taken by the seeker The apparent malcondition of the physical complex will be at variance with the actual health, as you call this distortion, of the seeker, and the lack of experiencing the distortions which the objective referent would suggest still held sway. For instance, in this instrument, Carla, the removal of three small cysts was the removal of material having no interest to the entity. Thus, these growths remained dematerialized after the so-called psychic surgery experience. In other psychic surgery, the kidneys of this instrument were carefully offered a new configuration of beingness, which the entity, Carla embraced. However, this particular portion of the mind-body-spirit complex carried a great deal of emotional, mental, and spiritual charge. Due to this distorted functioning being the cause of great illness, in a certain configuration of events which culminated in this entity's conscious decision to be of service, Carla. Therefore, any objective scanning of this entity's renal complex would indicate the rather extreme dysfunctional aspect which it showed previous to the psychic surgery experience, as you'd call it. The key is not in the continuation of the dematerialization of distortion to the eye of the beholder, but rather lies in the choosing of the newly materialized configuration, which exists in time-space. So, <clears throat> so in the case of psychic surgery, we've got two options, and then some variant variations. One is um, addressing malcondition or illness or body-related, um, you know, pathology that does not have emotional mental, spiritual interest, or uh, is not considered a big matter for the person. In that case, and and Ron talks about chance genetic arrangement. Now, of course that's karma, it seems to me, and I don't see anything as chance. But um, it may not have a significant effect on the mind, or the person may not think it's that important. I mean, there could be something that one person will feel is terrible, and the other person feels is nothing. Like a person may have a bent nose, <laughs> they have a bump on their nose, or a crooked nose. And one person goes their whole life hating themselves for it, and the other person with that same doesn't care at all. So, <clears throat> it's very, it's quite subjective what um, pathology or condition does or does not have interest to the person. As to chance, I think there's nothing chance, but it certainly may not be... Um, considered a big matter in that case then what appears to be dematerialized remains dematerialized and any kind of diagnostic scan will show it as gone meaning uh, the renal condition scan by you know medical technology or something would show it as gone and that's done by mind yeah then on the other hand there's the pathology or malcondition that does indeed have um strong interest to the person that which is likely not to remain dematerialized meaning the person the the scan or the uh diagnostic will show it not having been gone yet on the other hand um the person um doesn't feel uh they don't feel their health impaired so if it doesn't have much interest to the person then you can say that the mind um, has so little attachment to the pathology that its form may disappear and remain dematerialized. When the person does have some strong interest, it may not remain dematerialized, but in the case when they really are seeking health or are ready for healing, then the uh, personal health will be fine. I mean, their actual health will be good even though the body still shows the pathology upon some kind of a scan and so uh, these are two different options and then Ron talked about the case of Carla in two cases actually one being removal of three small cysts that renal kidney related I guess that had no interest to her And they remained dematerialized. And that was successful. And uh, her health was fine, I guess. In the other case, another psychic surgery operation, uh, she did embrace uh, the new configuration of beingness. So you see, Ra is, of course, showing the association between mind-spirit and body. When the mind... Embraces, recognizes, and embraces a less distorted sense of self or um, perspective of self, such as I'm okay, or I'm not an evil bad guy, or uh, I deserve health, and um, you know, I don't deserve punishment, like that, or many other variants. When the person's mind and therefore spirit, spiritual condition, but particularly energy fields, <laughs> are, are thereby rearranged, then the physical symptom may disappear, or the physical symptom may not disappear, but the health will improve. And so there are cases when the physical symptomology remains, but the person feels just fine. It's like, uh, you know, somebody has a cyst or a pimple. And somebody looks at them and says, oh my god, does does that hurt? And Bert says, no, it's nothing. (laughs) So the physical manifestation remains, but the um, emotional mental experience um, is painless or is is even unaffected by the symptomology. So in the case of Carla, Ra was saying that that the, the kidneys carried a great deal of emotional mental spiritual charge So there's emotional charge, there's mental charge or spiritual charge, meaning um, a deep sense of significance, (laughs) deep meaning. So there's emotional charge such as strong emotionalism, anger, desire, sorrow, fear, etc. There's strong mental charge, which is strong mental interest in general, like this is really important. And then that moves to spiritual charge, I think, which can be interpreted in different ways. One of which is, um, this is crucial to my life. Not just important or interesting. This is um, central to what I am. This is ontologically important. It's to my being, to what I am. Um, it, it's essential that I do this, or, it's es- or this is a really big deal um, as I think about who I am, essentially whether it's pathology or anything else in life. So, there are different levels of charge. (laughs) Uh, In the case where the symptomology has, indeed, uh, is associated with strong charge, emotional, mental, spiritual, then um, it's likely that um, a, what, psychic surgery dematerialization doesn't remain dematerialized or an objective scan will still find pathology, but in the case where it is real healing, uh, the person feels fine. The health is, uh, is well again. And so, uh, 6614, more discussion of what is healing, and this is a very, very important answer. Don asks, would you explain that last comment about the configuration in time-space? Uh, The comment was, Ross said, that um, the key, the key to effective healing or restoration of health is not in the continuation of the dematerialization of distortion to the eye of the beholder, but rather lies in the choosing of the newly materialized configuration which exists in time-space. So, Ross being cute when they're saying a materialized configuration in time-space because it's not material, it's light or it's energy fields. But you can say that intelligent energy is the material of the octave, too. That's okay. So energy and matter are are forms of substance or light, uh, and they're both material from the perspective of intelligent energy, being intelligent energy. But the key is um, a new time-space condition. That's what leads to health. And so in the Bailey Alice Bailey material, they said something like, all health is etheric health. This kind of thing. This is really the point. Uh, and <clears throat> although etheric body is six chakra body, and we're also talking about time-space 3D shell time-space, they are different fields, dot, dot, dot. Anyway, Don asking about this change of configuration in time-space raw answers, 6614. Raw says, <clears throat> healing is done in the time-space portion. Of the mind-body-spirit complex is adopted by the form-making or etheric body and is then given to the space-time physical illusion for use in the activated yellow ray mind-body-spirit complex it is the adoption of the configuration which you call health by the etheric body in time-space which is the key to what you call health not any event which occurs in space-time in this process, you may see the trans-dimensional aspect of what you call will, for it is the will, the seeking, the desire of the entity, which causes the indigo body, 6-ray body, to use the novel configuration and to reform the body which exists in space-time. This is done in an instant and may be said to operate with regard to time. We may note that in the healing of very young children, There is often an apparent healing by the healer in which the young entity has no part. This is never so. For the mind-body-spirit complex in time-space is always capable of willing the distortions it chooses for experience, no matter what the apparent age, as you call it, of the entity. And so, um, this is a very important summary statement of the metaphysics of healing every healer should know this well and we see that there are multiple time-space bodies you know the spirit world uh, or time-space or what's not space-time or physical 3d includes multiple levels so the healing or re-establishment of um, non-distortion is essentially effected first in time-space Non-physical, where? Well, I would say what? Etheric, the the astral body, but it's in many ways it's actually um, first affected by the mind that sincerely welcomes new configuration. It's the mind. Energy follows thought, and so when the thought or the mind through and through desires and and knows it deserves and fully welcomes healing that i believe is the essential determinant in time space that gets the ball rolling i deserve healing i know it's possible i welcome it and um it shall be so it may be so um i embrace healing and i mean really (laughs) Not I hope, or I think, or maybe, or uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, but deep mind embrace, which includes uh, more than desire, but a sense of deserving. I'm good enough to deserve healing. That, I believe, gets the ball rolling. And I believe that's close to what Ra means by healing is done in the time-space portion of mind-body-spirit complex. First step, then... Adopted by form maker body, 6-ray body, etheric body, 6-chakra energy field. As Bailey said, all healing is etheric healing, or all health is etheric health. <clears throat> exactly the same comment. So that's 6-ray. Then ends the form maker body, right? It's the energy field that is associated with um, reshaping form, configuring form. The form of all lesser energy bodies and the physical body too. Then after that, it's given to the physical space-time physical illusion, meaning physical material body or yellow ray shell for use in the activated yellow ray, meaning third chakra related space-time physical body used by mind-body-spirit complex. And then it's what, what's the key is adoption of the configuration you call health, which we call health, or by, by the etheric body in time-space. And that really is a, is a function of will informed by love and wisdom. The will seeks adequately, strongly. The seeking is strong enough. It's not just seeking. It's strong enough seeking. It's um, sufficient seeking to reconfigure etheric body. And that sufficiency is actually the result of love-wisdom development. The sufficiency of will is a product of fourth and fifth ray development. Sufficiency of will to seek to completion, to seek to discovery and acquisition and, integra- and integration. That sufficiency of will is wholly, I would say, a product of green, blue, fourth, fifth chakra development. Meaning, you can't get to the father except through the son. You can't get to the head except through the torso. You can't get to sixth chakra except through four and five course so the sufficiency of will such that configure the new configuration may be adopted that what we call health adopted by the six chakra body etheric body in time space that's the key to health not an event which occurs in space-time so you can take the pill or the herb or the tea or the neti pot in your nose but um, the only way it will lead to a new configuration in space-time is by the um, wholehearted uh, will based um, adoption or sense of deserving of health that leads to uh, adoption by um, the sixth chakra or um, etheric body energy field that's very critical and so there has to be this uh, some sense of wholeness to um to achieve self healing or healing. And so this is the trans dimensional aspect of will. And now we can I could do a whole hour talking about that because um, guess what runs the show in meditation too? Well, it's the trans dimensional aspect of will. And guess who guess what directs attention <laughs> for mindfulness sati uh, focusing on the object of concentration. It's will. It's the um, wielding of the will, the wielding of transdimensional will. Will is transdimensional, you know it. It's a, it's the actually the essence of intelligent energy. I believe is will. It's the first aspect, right? Father, Son, Holy Ghost, first law of will and power, first ray of will and power in Bailey seven ray system, and the first principle, the law of free will, the law of free will, acting upon love gives rise to light, right? The origin of light is the action of free will upon love. Will. The critical development of will um, is exactly what mindfulness meditation is all about. Any meditation, but mindfulness, buddhist, mindfulness, sati practice, particularly vipassana or any of the Theravadan schools, um, is activation of transpersonal will, holding attention steady, uh, at a particular object, like sensation of inhalation, exhalation cycle, breath coming in, going out, sensation of the nose or body, object of concentration, the will holds attention steady, uh, and that will <laughs> affects the seven rays all that will cuts from root to crown and crown to root and touches everyone from Shiva to Shakti or Shakti to Shiva and uh, root to crown uh, and and that 's what leads to the 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 potent transformative power uh, of mindfulness meditation is the primacy of transdimensional will in the uh, holding steady of attention um, that allows uh, perception of body sensation and mind content and uh, spirit energy field changes. Very serious, very critical. And that reform, so in the case of healing, this uh, trans-dimensional aspect of will causes indigo body or leads the indigo body, 6-ray, to a new configuration, meaning etheric health. And then reforms the physical body existing in space-time. It's done in an instant. Healing is instant, maybe instantaneous. But it doesn't mean that it'll it'll appear in the physical (laughs) instantaneously. There is a lag between the time-space and space-time, particularly of the astral to the physical. Then, um, in the case of very young children's healing, it appears that the healer does the healing and the child has no participation or responsibility and just takes it or doesn't get it, gets the healing or doesn't. But, Ross said that's not the case Mind-Body-Spirit in time-space, meaning the non-physical aspects or all of the the all higher dimensional energy fields and consciousness levels of the total self or the vehicle in seven dimensional system, all of the non-physical spiritual aspects, invisible aspects of our being um, are always um, are always conscious. <clears throat> in willing to hold and willing to release distortions. Distortions are the result of holding distortions. Healing is the result of of basically um, being level willingness to embrace the release of the distortions. Profound embrace of release. Surrender to release, desire for release without fear without doubt and that's also critical to meditation and the re- release of distortion leavings uh, along the way the adept path so very heavy stuff and will is very important Sixty-six fifteen. Dias, is this desire and will that operates through to the taste to the time space section a function only of the entity who is healed or is it also a function of the healer the crystallized healer interesting question Don a raw answers. May we take this opportunity to say that this is the activity of the creator (laughs) to specifically answer your query the crystallized healer has no will it offers an opportunity without attachment to the outcome for it is aware that all is one and that the creator is knowing itself. So (laughs) all is one one is all each is the one infinite creator. In a, in a, you know, limited form, obviously, in a limited form with limited sentience, of course. You know, it's, uh, I- is it a wave or is it water? Is it a wave? Is it water? Is it the ocean? Well, it's uh, water in, of the ocean in the form of a wave. Its nature is water um, in the uh, collective body of the ocean in the form of a wave. Thus, <laughs> thus the uh, sense of separated self appears. But um, all is the activity of the creator, and particularly healers and teachers and helpers, should know well that we, at best, I think, offer opportunity without attachment to outcome. I do my thing. If you benefit from it, it's by your own work. And if you don't like it, it's not my problem. <laughs> I mean, I hope to improve my, my offering. But uh, if you can't use it go off to something that you can and that's the case when that that's relevant to the online trolls and fools and paid agents who live in jail Um, they don't want to help themselves they just want to make conflict and that's their they they get a salary for that so (laughs) um, we ought to know who we're talking to and where they're coming from because sometimes it's just a waste to even speak a word. On the other hand, whatever we speak, we are fully responsible for, but whatever they do with it, they're fully responsible for. And, and this um, very mature understanding of responsibility is, cannot be divorced from relative awareness of unity. And so, the uh, development of awareness of unity, aware that all is one, the Creator is knowing itself, in all situations... Whether you're healed or not, whether I speak or not, whether you use what I say or not, and no matter how well you use it, and no matter what you think about it. Of course, though, I want to improve my my development, but uh, all is one no matter whether the person gets healed or not. And if the person gets healed or not, ultimately, it's their doing, not yours. And yet you gotta we have to look to our own doing our the nature of the quality of our offering Uh, but the crystallized healer has no will what about the transdimensional aspect of will well in that case personal will has been replaced by universal will or the will of intelligent energy itself actually it's logoic will in the form and function of intelligent energy light love love light and that's because the crystallized healer is clear (laughs) in the the seven ray system is quite clear or the lower three is quite clear and green blue is well developed and six is well developed so green blue indigo are really well developed and and their house has been swept clean and the lower triad is non-obstructive but um we offer opportunity without attachment to outcome i do my best and the rest is up to you. Sixty-six, sixteen. Don goes on. Then the desire must be strong within the mind-body-spirit complex. Um, the one who who seeks healing, meaning the the desire must be strong within the mind-body-spirit complex who seeks healing, to be healed in order for healing to occur. Is it correct? It's a really interesting question, and most people who talk about healing will say, "Sure, you need a strong desire to be healed." And I've said that, but um, it's more subtle as usual Ra said this is correct on one level or another so there are many levels an entity may not consciously seek healing and yet subconsciously be aware of the need to experience the new set of distortions which result from healing similarly an entity may consciously desire healing greatly but within the being at some level find some cause Whereby certain configurations, which seem quite distorted, are in fact at that level considered appropriate. Brilliant answer. (laughs) How many how many teachers know that (laughs) Ra can offer? Very very. I mean, some some psychologists and healers know that, but um, we're talking about levels of one's levels of intention, levels of intention, conscious and unconscious as they affect healing. And they also affect spiritual growth. They also affect well-being. They also affect progress in meditation. They also affect freedom from distortion in the mind in general. Meaning, there we have multiple levels. That's why they say mind complex is complex. So there are multiple levels of mind, which may be operating at cross-purposes or have conflicting desire or, or intention. So, in the one case, um, the person may not consciously seek healing meaning they didn't ask for this miracle <laughs> they didn't ask for healing but something happened and it hap- something happened and healing mm, ensued in that case when healing ensued while the consciously are not seeking it um they are subconsciously aware of the need or subconsciously have a spiritual level or higher self related or karmic need to experience a new set of distortions meaning a less distorted or more healthful condition. So there's the karmic deserving deservedness of healing. Um, it is right for the multi-incarnational evolvement of this being that this being gets healing in this lifetime although they consciously don't seek it. It is right you know, to meet your soulmate now <laughs> whether you believe it's possible or not. Uh, it's way, it's possible, it's right for some entities to win the lottery, even though they feel they don't deserve it. Likewise, <laughs> an entity may consciously desire healing greatly, consciously, but within the mind, within the being at a deeper level, and karmically, in the karmic stream. One may find cause, meaning karmic basis, not even necessarily intention, but karmic causal basis for certain configurations or what we're calling distortions or illness uh, to remain, <laughs> because it's considered appropriate. It's karmically appropriate. It's karmically deserved. You know, deserving is a funny word. Uh, whatever happens, we can say we deserve karmically. That's just, you know, that's karma. Sorry, it's not politically correct, but it is a metaphysical view of karma that whatever happens is karmically uh, karmically. Um, um, uh, just, karmically just, appropriate, deserved, not because you're a good or bad person, but because the causes have been established, thus the results appear. That's all. It's karmic justice, which is really quite impersonal, yet the person um, is fully responsible for the um, the establishing of karmic causes, uh, and um, it's ever... Um you know uh, uh, malleable or adjustable or changeable or influenceable by planting good seeds, but anyway, we see this quite often. The person really wants to be healed, but at some level those configurations or distortions or illnesses or illness or whatever is considered appropriate uh, because at at that level um it's recognized, at that level of one's being, it's recognized that the person um, isn't metaphysically ready for healing. It's not that somebody's telling them or higher self is even commanding it. It's not really. It's actually by karmic law, as far as I understand, which, of course, higher self is fully aware of and in, kar- in harmony with. By karmic law, by, by uh, karmic uh, intelligent, the, the justice of intelligent energy itself. Um, there's value in the multi incarnational stream, many incarnations of an entity, that that person continues to experience limitation. That's just the metaphysics, whether we like it or not. 6617, I assume, Don says, I assume that the reason for assuming the distortions appropriate would be that these distortions would aid the entity in reaching its ultimate objective, which is a movement along the path of evolution in the desired polarity. Is it correct? Ross says it's correct. Meaning the reason that the entity that we may um, keep distortions or uh, that higher, deeper level of mind or higher self may consider maintain, you know, maintenance of distortion to be appropriate is that in the long run Um, the continued experience of those those distortions aid the entity, aid us in ultimately being free of them. So it's like saying the way forward is the way back or if you want to go right, sometimes you have to go left. If you want to go forward, sometimes you have to sit and wait because if you go forward now, you're going to fall into a hole. So uh, in the book 2150, we see that john goes to a hospital and psychically wants to talk to the higher self of some guy in a bed and says i can heal you and the guy gets incensed and outraged and says don't you dare heal me <laughs> i'm dying in this bed painfully because several lifetimes from now um it would have been likely that i would have been a bad husband or abusive or something and by my continued experience of this pain in dying in the hospital bed now um i am uprooting the causes of doing harm in a future life actually it does work that way that is that is metaphysically feasible going on 6618 now we jump into healing a little bit see how more we can how many more we can finish here don asks then in the case of an entity who becomes aware of its polarization with respect to service to others positive path it might find a paradoxical situation in the case where it was unable to fully serve because of distortions chosen to reach that understanding which it has reached. At this point, it would seem that the entity who was aware of the mechanism might, through meditation, understand the necessary mental configuration for alleviating the physical distortion so that it could be of greater service to others at this particular nexus. Am I correct in this thinking? I'm not sure what that thinking is, but the entity or the person aware of their orientation serves to other or positive path, serves to all, love and understanding love and wisdom or love and unity may find what could be considered, though not as essentially a paradoxical situation where it can't serve fully uh, because of what? Um, body ailments that are limitations that it chose pre-incarnatively maybe, yeah um, therefore it can't um uh, you know, it, it show we choose pre incarnative or incarnative limitations pre incarnatively um sometimes for the whole lifetime to reach a certain understanding or to develop in certain ways which may impair our ability to be service of other service to other like Carla's condition, where she chose certain limitations um that that prevented a certain um you know, quantity of service. Ra and Don is saying that For the person who recognizes all this, which is quite deep, uh, aware of this mechanism of pre-incarnative limiting catalyst choice, limiting service to other quantity, um, trying to make peace with the whole thing, by meditation, they may yes indeed come to a certain um, understanding or view or attitude shift or perspective. Um, that changes the experience, but it may not alleviate physical distortion. (laughs) So, you know, if you keep focusing on healing your physical body, you may not understand the um, deeper or broader levels of transformation available. And Ra says, you are correct, although we might note that there are often complex reasons for the programming of a distorted physical complex pattern. In any case, meditation is always an aid to knowing the self. So, um, I would say there are usually complex reasons um, for, uh, for which or by which we program limiting catalyst or body limitations and mind limitations and all sorts of life limitations. Like, you know, I was born to a poor sharecropping family and we had no money and we lived on dirt, dirt, dirt floor. Why? Well, there are reasons, not one, many, that 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 was chosen, or is karmically required, or is karmically just. They're the same. The higher self chooses that which is karmically just. The higher self has no will too, (laughs) or is in line with logoic will, therefore uh, is one with karma, or um, uh, gladly uh, conforms incarnative programming with karmic requirements so always complex reasons for programming distorted complex or body or any limitation, meditation is always helpful to understand it how about vertical positioning of the spine useful or helpful in meditation Ross says it's somewhat helpful 6619 and that's actually um, uh, another point, it's somewhat helpful, it doesn't mean it's unhelpful, it doesn't mean it's necessary it's somewhat helpful. And this is the importance of discernment. There are many things that are somewhat helpful. <laughs> They're not necessarily essential or required or necessary, but they may be of benefit. And um everybody has a different um you know, pantry array <laughs> of helpful practices and perspectives. So um you know we should be flexible about um what's helpful <laughs> and be willing to take whatever works so long as we're not hurting anyone uh but uh lack you know being being um being fluidic <laughs> the watercourse way or being having an adequate yin understanding and not being rigid in mind is very important very important not somewhat important i would say very important to be flexible um and so uh there are many possible you know there are many positions in meditation that are helpful Um, some are better than others in some way but it depends on the case and the person 6620 don says i have a question written a written question two of them actually the first is, and this is a big question. The first is, would you please list the polarities within the body which are related to the balancing of the energy centers of the various bodies of the unmanifested entity? Uh, so what? Physical body polarities related to balancing what? All energy centers associated with the unmanifest entity? Which is what? The, the self non-relationally? <laughs> this is a, a little bit complicated anyway Ross said in this question there lies a great deal of thought which we appreciate it is possible that the question itself may serve to aid meditations upon this particular subject each unmanifested self is unique the basic polarities have to do with balanced vibratory rates and relationships between the first three energy centers and to a lesser extent each of the other energy centers now, the unmanifest self can be understood as what? <laughs> the self that doesn't manifest means what? The non-relational self means what? Me sitting alone in my room, I'm unmanifest, and when you come and say hello, I become manifest? Maybe. It seems kind of trite to think of it that way. But, um, I'm, Roz, I believe, I, I don't think it's a good term, the unmanifest self, they're not talking about the time-space self, necessarily, but they're certainly talking about the self not in relation with other selves or others. Then, each person is unique, of course, obviously. (laughs) But in terms of polarities of body related to um, balancing and chakras, for the self alone... Uh, I believe is the is the um, sweep here. Ra's saying basic polarities of body of the of the want the space time physical form appearance. Um, what basic polarities let say with body have to do with balanced vibratory rates and relationships between the first three chakras, meaning the lower triad, meaning uh, red orange yellow. Now that's a one way of um splitting the seven to three, dividing the seven rays into body my spirit would be that subdiaphragmatic the lower triad first three energy centers are body related because they really are all you know in play in three d physical obviously three d space time plays with you know is, is ac- activation of one two three that's those are the chakras primarily associated with embodiment. Oh, of course. So we can say that you know the basic polarities or the basic dynamics of the self alone are associated with its physical level, the first three chakras. Then each of the other chakras lesser extent. So that's why the, the the fundamental teaching of all you know New Age and all spiritual traditions really is love. Or the teaching of the New Age is is love yourself, heal yourself because that's the solvent to the uh, obstructions and distortions of the first three rays love right uh, the key to healing is uh, ex- willingness to accept and understand which is love unconditional acceptance of all we are but particularly our personal self particularly you know the issues of uh, issues in mind we have with embodiment Issues in mind and emotion we have with the sense of self, issues in mind and emotion and thought associated with relationship. One, two, three. So, 6621. That's why love is is the you know the purpose of third density is to learn the ways of love. Said Ra, and so uh, it's a pretty deep question, but it could be a long discussion. And Ra really recommends just meditate on it, see what happens don 6621 says possibly in the next section we will expand on that <laughs> and so goes on i would like to ask the second question what are the structure and contents of the archetypical mind and how does the archetypical mind function in informing the intuition and conscious mind of an individual mind-body-spirit complex so structure and contents or structure and function of archetypical mind or archetypal mind or The um, logoic established nodal points of uh, mind functioning in 3D physical in the solar system. That's what archetypes are about. The nodal, seven nodal points of um, processing, um, of fashioning experience, of naming activity, (laughs) of developing samskaras. Um in the in body in mind, body, and spirit, seven nodal points of intelligent energy processing built into the structure of deep mind uh, in the 3D incarnative state in this solar system. And we'll get into much more later. Roz this is the first touch upon the topic. Sixty six twenty one, Ross says, You must realize that we offered these concepts to you. That you might grow in your own knowledge of the self through the consideration of them, we would prefer, especially for this latter query, to listen to the observations upon this subject which the student of these exercises may make, and then suggest further avenues of the refinement of these inquiries. We feel we might be of more aid in this way. So then, thus begins the dialogic master student, teacher student, relationshipal Socratic method in a sense but really um, master, disciple, teacher, student um, type of relationship or dialogue um, where the student does their meditation, does their reflection, does their inquiry and comes back to the teacher asking questions. (laughs) Darshan, satsang, uh, you know, the the morning meeting and um, sitting with the guru. Uh, asking questions based on one's experiences in practice theoretical questions and practical questions about one's meditation this kind of thing so Ra is suggesting go meditate on it the, re- the structure and function, structure, contents, function of our typical mind and how it informs intuition and the conscious mind how it develops uh, understanding of experience or refinement of the use of catalyst so and that's it and then we we'll pick up more of the archetypical mind um, in future sessions. I don't have so much time here, but I'll jump into a little bit of the next section. Questions about pyramids. 6622. Um, Don says you mentioned that an energizing spiral is emitted from the top of any pyramid, and that you could benefit by placing this under the head for a period of 30 minutes or less. Can you tell me how this third spiral is helpful, and what help it gives the entity who is receiving it? I have done this for years and years. Not now, but years and years, and it's really great. <laughs> but you better not stay longer than 30 minutes. Raw answers, there are substances which you may ingest, which cause the physical vehicle to experience distortions towards an increase of energy. These substances are crude working rather roughly upon the body complex, increasing the flow of adrenaline. The vibration offered by the energizing spiral of the pyramid, third spiral off the peak, is such that each cell, both in space-time and in time-space, is charged as if hooked to your electricity. The keenness of mind, the physical and sexual energy of body, and the attunement of will of spirit are all touched by this energizing influence. It may be used in any of these ways. It is possible to overcharge a battery, and this is the cause of our cautioning any who use such pyramidal energies to remove the pyramid after a charge has been received. Meaning, don't do it, don't stay above, don't receive third spiral zap for more than 30 minutes. So they contrast third spiral energizing, energization. Uh, versus crude substances like coffee, <laughs> adrenaline, adrenaline, uh, you know, boosters. So um, physical substances are crude in, in relation to third spiral energization um, because the vibration offered or the nature of the energizing that is done by the third spiral off the apex of the pyramid, basically um, um, charges with intelligent energy the cells of the body in both their physical and their non-physical aspects. <laughs> cellular, um, ener- cellular metabolism upgrade or metabolic upgrade or metabolic fine-tuning or um, improvement in space-time physical and time-space non-physical affecting mind, body, and spirit in terms of keenness of mind or sharpness or alertness, perceptual, you know, sharp sharpness of perceptual, perceptual acuity, and physical and sexual energy, meaning vital, meaning basically uh, physical force or endurance and also sexual, sexual power, sexual desire and then also attunement of will of spirit. So will, transdimensional will, is, yes indeed, um, essentially a quality of spirit complex, or I would say six chakra, particularly intelligent energy. The, the intelligent energy in itself, third principle, light, is um, very resonant with um, infinite will or omnipotence, the logoic will. So Lagoic will, first principle, and intelligent energy, or light, love, love, light, light, Third principle are resonant in a certain way, and that is accessed by will. Anyway, um, all of this is touched or improved by uh, exposure to the third spiral. Attunement of will of spirit, attunement, right? Attunement, the spiritual will or true will, which is of the spirit complex or of the head chakras or of higher self. Will, power, um, resonant with, uh, first, re- you know, first principle, the law of free will, um, attunement meaning integration, I would say of body, mind, spirit as pertains to will, will-based attunement of the vehicles, uh, is improved. Uh, and so it's really quite wonderful, <laughs> but you got to get the right bed and the right kind of angled pyramid 66, 23, and you can't do it too long um Don says is there a best material or optimal size for the small pyramid to go beneath the head I said given that the proportions as such as to develop the spirals in the Giza pyramid the three spirals um given that the proportions are such should be to develop as to develop the spirals in the Giza pyramid or as in the Giza pyramid the most appropriate size for use beneath the head is an overall height small enough to make it placing under the cushion of the head a comfortable thing that's simple so it shouldn't be you know um pushing the the uh, pillow into your skull it should it should really i mean i i think it's better to have it on the floor below a slat flat slat bed where there's a space under the on the floor under uh where the mattress lies where the head in, is on the pillow anyway you got to get the right setup for that kind of thing Is there a best material? Ra said, there are better materials which are in your system of barter quite dear, like gold. They are not that much better than substances which we have mentioned before. The only incorrect substances would be the baser metals, like, you know, lead and tin. So don't use lead and tin for your pyramid. Or pewter. (laughs) But the better materials which are quite expensive are not that much better. And that's often the case in general in many things people can spend a lot for something that um, is functionally not much better than that which is much cheaper Um, but in any case the material is less important than the um the proportions or the angular the, the angular relations of the pyramid uh briefly uh two more and then we'll end here 6625 now you mentioned the problems with the action in the king's chamber of the Giza type pyramid assuming we use the same geometrical configuration that's used at the pyramid Giza this would be perfectly all right for the pyramid placed beneath the head since you wouldn't be using the king's chamber radiations but only the third spiral from the top and I'm also asking <laughs> that's a question would it be better to use a 60 degree apex angle than the larger apex angle would it provide better energy source it's really the configuration of energy. Ross said, For energy through the apex angle, the Giza pyramid offers an excellent model. So just use the same uh, apex uh, angular angle, per- angle degree. Simply be sure the pyramid is so small that there is no entity small enough to crawl inside it. Don't interdimensionally zap uh, small creatures. 6626... I assume that this energy, then the spiraling light energy, is somehow absorbed by the energy field of the body. It's the seven ray system. Is this somehow connected to indigo energy center? Am I correct in this guess? Well, so you're This is incorrect. The properties of this energy, meaning third spiral off the apex, are such as to move within the field of the physical complex, so it's physical, and irradiate each cell of the space-time body, and as this is done, irradiate you radiate also the time-space equivalent, which is closely aligned with the space-time yellow ray body. This is not a function of the etheric body or of free will. This is a radiation much like your sun's rays. Thus, it should be used with care. And so, it's not related to etheric body, interestingly. It's actually related to the physical cells and their time-space correlate. Uh, Okay, two more and we'll get out of here and then we'll be finished, and next time we'll have a shorter reading, perhaps. 6627. How many applications of 30 minutes or less during a diurnal period would be appropriate? Ross said, in most cases, no more than one, once a day. In a few cases, especially where the energy will be used for spiritual work, experimentation with two shorter periods might be possible, but any feeling of sudden weariness would be a sure sign that the entity had been over-radiated. So don't over-radiate yourself with pyramids. But, generally, once a day for 30 minutes or less is recommended. Finally, 6628, can this energy help in any way as far as healing of physical distortions? Interestingly, Ross said, there is no application for direct healing using this energy. Although, if used in conjunction with meditation, it may offer to a certain percentage of entities some aid in meditation. In most cases, it is is most helpful in alleviating weariness and in the stimulation of physical or sexual activity. It certainly has all these effects, uh, all the positive effects and the dangers too. Uh, And definitely (laughs) will aid in meditation if you can um, not go to sleep or not um, get overstimulated. Um, Ross basically saying it's helpful in alleviating weariness and stimulation of physical or sexual energy. But you see... For those people doing spiritual practice, then the spiritual functions um, are also available. And those include keenness of mind, acuity of senses, and attunement of will of spirit. So, development of will and its capacity to uh, operate freely uh transdimensionally or across the seven-ray energy fields in uh, a useful way so that's all we'll do for today next time we'll pick it up at 6629 discussion of harvest and maybe will um, be a shorter reading next time finishing session 66 or um, maybe I'll do some you know commentary on harvest and we'll see in any case thank you for being here I appreciate all those who are here uh, take good care of yourselves and see you next time, and good night.